All right, guys, that is the sound of a new episode of Gamers Cafe. It's right open for business. New store. It's got that new nice store smell since it's kind of a redo of digital coffee in general. That means the show as well. But the host doesn't change because I am your host, Brett Deister. Uh, just how we're doing things, or how I'm doing things at least, is changing a little bit. But we're going to get some more some important gaming news going on throughout the week, um, starting kind of with uh, Hitman. So Hitman was kind of sort of not a success. It was interesting. I played, I think, three missions of it, kind of got bored of it. But you shouldn't really take that as a as everybody gets bored of it, because I seem to have gotten bored of games far easier than I used to. But that does happen. Uh, but I did play it. There were there were a lot of bugs in it. We were playing the new episodes, and just a lot of just errors and bugs that I found throughout the game, which kind of kind of deterred me from playing. But it wasn't a terrible game. Let's just say that. It was an interesting game. It's just sad that it just didn't do very well because Square Enix is kind of like, we're not really in favor of IO Interactive. That's the developer. And they've decided to do a lot of layoffs. So they had a whole bunch of layoffs. Uh, luckily, a lot of other developers have stepped in and said, hey, we'll take some of your employees on board as well. So that's great as well. The rumor is probably that they want to sell off this developer because they're going Square Enix is going to focus on its more core which I guess is more of Tomb Raider because that's actually done quite well uh, so it's one of them Final Fantasy their other core this one is not going to be in their well it's not going to be in their core anymore it seems like uh, but we'll see now does IO Interactive retain the rights of Hitman no one really knows Yet, there's rumors abound saying, yes, they do, but you never really know. Uh, so hopefully they do so you can, so people can actually play Hitman. Because I don't think Square Enix is actually going to do any more of this stuff if they don't. But like I said, we will see what happens when it happens. Because no one really knows right now. But anyways, moving on to play uh, Battlegrounds Unknown. It's... It's a big game on on Twitch, at least. I've seen a lot of it, lot, usually in the top five of streams. Uh, if you don't know, it's a, basically a game of Battle Royale and a huge map, and you go kill people in this huge map, and you pick up guns, you find guns throughout it because you kind of drop in with nothing. So it's an interesting game in and of itself. Uh, it's hugely popular. People have been buying a whole bunch of stuff for it as well. Uh, so there is that. Now... Here's the thing. Uh, a lot of players have been annoyed or at least complaining about the server problems or the lag fixes. Now, this always happens in multiplayer games where there's lag. Uh, it just happens. You can't really avoid it. There's going to be lag, especially in games in development, because Player Unknown Battlegrounds is still in development. It's in early access, so don't expect this to work perfectly. However, the devs have said, look it, we want to make this better, so we are going to be focusing on this. So that's a good sign. In general, that's a really good sign because if they're focused on fixing this problem, guaranteed it usually will help. You never really know because that's just the way it is. But I haven't played Player 
unknown battlegrounds, so I can't really speculate on how good or bad it is, or if the lag is just hyperbole, which usually it is nine times out of ten with a lot of PC gamers, because a lot of times they don't have very good um, systems, or they just don't know how to properly build them, or properly monitor them, or any one of those things. Because if you are someone that builds computers, you you do understand that like that when you're building it, you have to figure out like. How much wattage is this going to be? How much wattage is this going to be? How big of the power block am I going to get to install this? And then figuring out if you can overclock it or not uh, based on how cool you can keep it. Because if you overheat it, there it goes. It's overheated. No more. Bye-bye. It's, it's it's just gone. But anyways, moving on to HackNet. Now, HackNet was an interesting game where it allowed you to hack things. It was different campaigns. It allowed you to hack different... Places from the government to whatever else the mission or the actually would be a mission. The mission would want you to do it. Well, now they're allowing modding tools to come out, so people can build their own missions, songs, anything. In the labyrinth of Hacknet. Now people are saying, "Well, this see, this is why gamers become hackers." Well, no, not really. I mean, this one kind of looks like you could. It, but not most of them don't care to do that. They just want to play their games and be left alone in 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 peace. Peace. I just want to be left alone, not called a killer or whatever else or a loser or what. Well, I mean, it's more mainstream now, but you get what I'm saying about that. So I think this is actually cool. I'm always all in favor of developers allowing their users to build mods. Because that's actually what keeps your game being played for years to come. I mean, look at Skyrim. Skyrim is still being played because of the mods. Fallout 3, the same thing. Fallout New Vegas, because of the same thing. Fallout 4, same thing. Uh, even Morrowind. Morrowind have it? Maybe Morrowind have it. But they've implemented... Yeah, they actually did have modding tools. But that's the thing. Battlefield 2 had mods, mind you. And... People still play it because of the mods. Now, it's a really old game now, but if DICE ever, you know, figured it out or EA allowed them to go back to that way, their games would be played much longer. But they don't want that because they want people to buy the new game. That's why you can't mod Call of Duty games anymore. Even though Modern Warfare still allowed you to mod games. Well, actually, Black Ops 3 did allow that, which was a weird turn of events. But 9 times out of 10, these games are... Uh, publishers don't want you to do that because they want you to buy the new game. However, you could argue that doing this still m makes people want to buy the new game because they know they can get mods and then the game engine will be updated, more things they could do with it as well. Uh, so there's that. So, I mean, you have two different, you could have two different arguments, but my argument is always going to be the same. Let them mod. We got There's great modders. They want to do it for free. Let them mod. And then support them if you can. Just give them a couple bucks, five bucks, whatever. Uh, but that's my thing about it. Also, moving on to Titanfall 2. Yes, the futuristic first-person shooter that actually was pretty good, but no one plays because, well, EA was stupid enough to release it in between Battlefield 1 and Call of Duty Infinite Warf Warfare. Now, even though Infinite Warfare wasn't as well-received as Battlefield 1, it still was right in the middle of two really big releases. Probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen EA do, and they do a lot of dumb things, is this one. 
and their other dumb things is now putting more SJW crap into their writing. That's another thing that we have to deal with is that. But this is another big one. Uh, it's just that. Is doing this really bad release date. Now, I do like uh, Titan Falls 2 DLC because everything is free. It, you don't, There's no season pass because they figured out in the first game that they were, well, basically splitting off their community and no one was really playing it because in a new game you do that, no one's going to play it. But uh, they're allowing... There's a new one coming out actually in uh, two days, mind you. So two days, there's going to be a couple maps coming out and new Titan as well. So... Uh, be on the lookout for it if you still play the game. If you don't, well, who, who really cares? I mean, you don't really need to. You don't really need to play it anymore. Uh, but it should be interesting to see uh, what happens, what transpires about this. Um, if if there's still an actual uh, big a big player base anymore, because like I said, it didn't do as well as they were anticipating, uh, which is it's a little sad uh i i never want to see that a, a pretty good developer lose its own original ip i know they're going to be making a star wars so there is that they're going to be making a i guess it's a third person shooter star wars uh but in my understanding uh it's it was just bad timing and it and you really have to blame ea for that because as reports said from Respawn, they didn't really have a choice on the release date. They were just said, this is your release date. And it's like, oh, great, so you're giving me a bad release date because you think there can be enough competition for it. But you're actually wrong because there's now three first-person shooters coming a week after each other instead of maybe, you know, delaying it a month or two where it would actually have as much leeway to do something about that. But, uh, I don't really know. It's it's just one of those sad things. I really like to see a lot of games succeed. That's one of my things. I do like to see games succeed. If they're done well, I like them to succeed. The great thing is, one of the best games I like, and some people don't like it, that's fine. Witcher 3. Witcher 3 is still a very good game. So that's another great thing. By the way, Gwent is free uh, to play for the open beta, so check it out if you want another card-based game. It was really popular in the game, actually. And they was cut off by surprise, but people love to play that, play the game inside the game. Actually, a lot of people just went to play Witcher to play Gwent, which is a weird way of thinking about it, but it was genius in some ways, and it was a brilliant. It was brilliant. It's a brilliant way of testing out if another game is viable or not, and it and it was. All right, moving on to um, okay, Battlefield updates. So Battlefield One has been it's been out since October. Yeah, October. Uh, and they've had the first DLC, which is kind of more the French one. They're going to have the second one more towards the Russian side of it. Um, now, there's some controversy in it because I'm of two minds of this. Now, they revealed they're going to have a woman's battalion for the new Russian front. Yes, there was a woman's battalion. However, it was so small and insignificant that it didn't really make much in the war. My problem is with this is that you are accentuating because they are women, even though they fought in one battle, and basically Russia got out of World War One, anyways. So they did not very many things with it, but since they were a woman battalion, let's put them in the game because women. That's not... That's not... 
even if 5,000 women were participated in the war in the front lines, per se, the amount of men that died is incompatible with this, and it's such a small minority that I can see why people are frustrated. However, it is a game, it is a game that isn't that realistic because a lot of the weapons in Battlefield 1 were not even used in World War One in general. So you have that. So if someone is trying to argue with you saying, hey, it's it's not realistic, you're like, but half the weapons in there are not realistic. Also, you have the tanks. In World War One. the tanks were not even close to being reliable. They would break down all the time. They, it just was not very good. Uh, and you had mostly trench warfighter uh, trench warfare, warfighter, trench warfare in the Western Front in general. The Eastern Front seemed to be a little bit different uh, in in regards to fighting, but that's what you had. So my thing is, I don't know why there's a huge hoopla for this since they were such a low number and they didn't really do that much in the war, but let's give them their own DLC because we want to appease the people that won't buy our product. Listen. Dice EA. Most of these SJW people, the progressives, the social justice warrior people, will not buy your game. They don't care about your game. Actually, most of them probably don't play your game. My, I don't have stats for that, so I could be wrong. I'm fine with that. Uh, but my call to this is you don't have to listen to a vocal minority because they whine and complain that there aren't enough res, res, representation in a certain type of of set piece as of World War One. The point is, is that World War One was basically fought by men because that's how it was. I'm sorry, women. I'm sorry, women that think that equality actually is a, something that you need to achieve to and there isn't already there, or that you think men and women are the same thing, which they're not. But because we're all different, it's biological, so science. And if you don't, if you don't agree with me, then you're a science denier because I'm going to call you that because you call that for people that question climate change. So there you go. If you question biology of sex, you're now a science denier as well. Deal with that one. Uh, but my problem, my problem here is we're giving credence to a, such a insignificant portion of the war that doesn't need really that much attention to just because women want to be a part of it. Great. So should we all have we should have a DLC about administrative work and other boring things about the aspect of war. No, because that would be boring. The point is, is just that. Leave... It, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It, this is EA's problem now, because they've done it with Battlefield... No, Battlefield 1. They've now done it with Battlefield 1. And Mass Effect Andromeda was a terrible story because of some of the stupid choices that just sounded awful and sounded pandering stop pandering to a demographic or even a, a section of a group that probably that a vocal minority probably a lot of them probably don't play your games don't pander to that you need to pander to the people that want to buy your products this is the reason why mass effect is going to be on hiatus because it didn't do very well and people were upset about it and rightfully so EA, your vast majority of your player base is tired of this. No one wants to hear from it again. They just want a good story. Now, can you interject 
these types of social aspects into your story? Of course you can. That's part of trying to do a good storytelling. But if you're trying to inject it to check off a checkbox or a checklist or just a list that is long and continues to be longer in general, it doesn't become a great story. It becomes bland. And if you want everything to become bland, you're going to have people stop. You're going to have people not wanting to buy your games anymore. That's just how it is. It's with it with movies where I've been noticing more and more I don't want to watch a lot of movies anymore because they all become the same thing over and over again and it's getting a little old. But I digress. Will I play it? Of course I'll play it. I'll see what's what's going on about it. Am I really enthusiastic about this? Mm, not really. Do both people on either side of this argument make some pretty bad points? Yes. Because the first... Russian Italian of women was not really that much in the war. It was a very propaganda piece, and that was it. They weren't really, they didn't see much, a lot of fighting. So there you have that. Uh, I, I just, it, it just, I don't know. I, I'm just lost for words. Um, this, this is what it's going to be, and so we're just... Gonna have to deal with it, to be honest with you. Alright, moving on to what Prey 2 actually may have been. So, prior to the new Prey, that's not the first Prey that came out years ago, but the new Prey that was done by Arcane Studios, that is what it is now, there was another Prey game called Prey 2 that was way different from what we got now. So, the premise of Prey 2 was that you're a bounty hunter. Now, there was actual interesting thing about uh, Prey 2, your bounty hunter, but apparently that every time you die, you, you, you wake up in the same room you're in, and you're just basically cloned yourself. And the original protagonist from Prey seemed to help you a little bit. You find out all this bad stuff that's happening, and all these clones are coming after you, and then, then you beat the villain, you go to this... You go marry, you have kids, you go far... You, farming apparently because that's that's the quintessential ending i don't really know why it's the farming but you do that and then apparently you die but you wake up back in your own bed again no i was like oh that's that actually sounds pretty cool now i want to play that game thanks bethesda for not allowing that game to be made uh but it seemed interesting it's never going to be you're never going to see this game because it's never going to see the day of light it's unfortunate because i was actually looking forward to this one just as much as I was looking forward to the, this prey that's out right now. Uh, it's an interesting twist of how it's going to be played out. A little eerie at the same time, but I kind of like the premise of it in general. Too bad it was... Ne uh, Bethesda, Bethesda didn't really actually... Well, they didn't actually believe in it, and they gave it to Arcane Studios to actually make. But, I mean, it is what it is, so... It sucks, but... That's, that's that's how you do it. All right, so a little E3 news. So Neil deGrasse Tyson, a really great astrophysicist, and I highly, I I agree with what he says on on that side of it. What I don't agree with it is his politics. His ball, he's as dumb as rocks when it comes to politics. He just needs to shut up about it. When it comes to space, he is extremely smart, and I will not, I will not ever test 
or even question his expertise in that. Everything else, I will test unanimously because he is an idiot in that regards. He is not very smart when it comes to politics. He's not very smart when it comes to religion. He doesn't really understand it as, as much as he should. And he thinks he's an expert in everything, but he's only an expert in one area, which I'm fine with. I love that he's an expert in that area because we need people like that. But every time I see experts trying to talk about other expertise and not really doing their proper research, I'm wondering if they should apply their scientific method to everything else they do. But he's coming to E3, which also announcement, I actually will be at E3 this year as well, partly working, but I will actually try to do um, other E, actually do E3 stuff for Digital Coffee as well, use Anchor Radio to actually do some minor updates with it, try to use uh, some Periscope as well to, you know, kind of just Periscope what's going on at E3. But yes, I will be there at E3. Should be very interesting. Should be very exciting. Ooh, ah. But he will be there as well as talking about Space Odyssey because that's his expertise and that's awesome. Space Odyssey. I'm all for it. Just don't talk about politics anymore. Stay far away from it as much as you can, Neil deGrasse Tyson, because seriously, you need to stop. You need to stop talking about religion. You need to stop, talk, stop talking about politics because you don't understand it. I could refute those arguments from you because they're not very good. Do your scientific, scientific method if you really want to be as good as you are in space. The final frontier. I had to say that once. I'll move on. Anyways, actually moving on to Microsoft. So there's live streaming, and there's a few different uh, places you can live stream. The two main one is Twitch and YouTube gaming, or just Google Hangouts or whatever. You, the YouTube. Oh, there's also Facebook as well, and there's Periscope. But the two main gaming ones are those. You also have Hitbox, but Hitbox is rebranded to Smashcast, and Microsoft bought beam for undisclosed number uh, a couple years ago and this week they unveiled the rebranding of beam now it's called mixer now i'm just really confused because now i'm thinking when i go here i'm going to see people telling me how to mix the the greatest mojito ever or to die for shake uh, shake healthy shakes that's that's my mind in it i know it's not that but i mean you have to make a joke about that it's called mixer or I feel like you're going to a networking mixer to online. So kind of a weird way of doing it. But anyways, moving on. Um, they said that they didn't take the rebranding lightly, but maybe they really should have gone to the back to the drawing board because mixer just doesn't work for me. Um, but I like Beam. I actually like the way they did it with kind of more interactive way of doing it. Uh, through Beam, you actually get points through watching different streams. You can also be interactive with kind of their buttons uh, below the stream as well. If it's if um, the streamer actually you know properly coded it or probably set it up as well. They're also adding a, kind of like a force uh, a four screen co op in a way um, where. You can have four different players playing on the same thing. You can see different types of perspectives in the same game or in different games. It doesn't really matter in what way, shape, or form, but they're doing that as well. Plus, they said that Mixer is live streaming. It's actually live. That means it's not 10 to 20 seconds behind because other platforms do it. So that's another thing as well. Um, they, all, they are going to actually have 
Um, Mixer Create on your mobile app as well, so you can actually do live through there. You can also going to be able to do um, live mobile games too because Microsoft wants to take control of everything. Also, E3 will be uh, streamed live through that as well. There's going to be more exclusive things through Mixer because it's Microsoft for their press event because it would be dumb not to do it through their own as well. But that's... It is what it is. I just don't know. Mixer... It doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound good at all. Oh, the four the four screen thing is called co-streaming, if you want to know the proper term of it. Uh, but still, it just doesn't sound right. I Beam actually made sense to me. Beam, you because you're streaming, you're beaming it to something. Mixer, once again, feels like I'm mixing with people, or I'm mixing drinks, or I'm mixing... I don't know. It just doesn't feel... It doesn't sound right. Now, it could eventually sound right to me, but... They did it. It is what it is. You just gotta move on. Move on. Alright, so... If you think Battlefield 1 was the first game to do World War 1, well, you're wrong. Because it was actually Verdun. Verdun was more the realistic World War 1 game. And it was kind of the Western Front. There was no automatic weapons except for the machine guns that were you couldn't carry around. Unlike Battlefield 1. Uh, it was far more realistic, far more unforgiving, and fun, and really um, frustrating at the, all at the same time, because I played a little bit. Well, the developers have decided to make a standalone Tannenberg uh, World War One in the Eastern Front to show the differences between that, and there, there was different fighting between World War, uh, the Eastern Front and the Western Front as well. You got the Austro-Hungarian Empire versus the Russians. For as long as they were in it, they actually did get out of it eventually because of Lenin and the uh, the revolution as well. So they weren't in it for the long haul, not like World War II. Uh, but I'm in favor for that. I like, I mean, I still enjoy Battlefield's not so realistic but still fun gameplay. But the realism is always fun at the same time as well. So I don't hate either one of them. I think they're all great in their own little way. It's just you got to pick the one that you enjoy the most. And that could be uh, Verdun or Tannenberg, or that could be Battlefield 1. Who knows? Who really knows except for you? Because every player has their own different play styles. All right, moving on to Far Cry 5. So this week, uh, prior to Thursday or Friday, they, they released the art for Far Cry 5, and it was... A representation of the Last Supper, uh, but white people in different American flag kind of on the table. It was it was an interesting montage or interesting interesting take on the painting of the Last Supper. Now there's speculation as always, where it was these are, these are Trump supporters, these are white supremacists, these are SJWs. Look it, it was neither one of them because seriously, y'all are idiots to to try to speculate. What they actually are, because what you're trying to do is project what you think is your enemy onto the stupid picture. It was stupid. You are stupid for trying to do it. There's a lot of stupidity going on around here, because I'm saying stupid far more than I should. But look it. It was nothing to do with that whatsoever. So we get the, we get the uh, official announcement trailer, and it's a cult, and it's white people. So guess what? White supremacy everywhere. Yes, because... Stats show you that white supremacists are everywhere. We are all all encompassing, all knowing, 
and we take over Montana for some odd reason because that's a logical step. It's just every time because I haven't written in a while, but I'm trying to write a book. And the problem is, is that when it's fictional, regardless or not, these are always fictional. It's always coming from a person, a group of people's minds. It doesn't mean it's any is representing anything. It could be a more um, a more not concrete but more abstract representation of just things, just ideas in general they are trying to convey. So every time this happens, people go, oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. No, it's neither. It is a fiction. It is a fictional place because there is no Hope County. I mean, Montana is an actual place, but it's still fictional in the way that it's not real. And we really need to stop with this whole, we need to inject our politics into this game because everything will be right as rain. No, it won't. Stop projecting. Seriously, I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting tired of all the politics being injected into my games because I need to think right. No, I don't. Because your way of thinking is not always right. It never is. You don't always have the right answer. I don't care if you're a female or not. You don't always have the right answer. Newsflash. Girls are wrong sometimes. Just like guys. We don't get it right all the time because we're human. So it kind of bonds us together. Unfortunately, sometimes. But my thing is... It looks interesting. Uh, it does have a lot of different res- representations. The kind of the extremist cult is, does get a little dry um, because you had Bioshock Infinite had that as well. Hit Outlast 2. You had any of the Clive, uh, Clive Barker games in the past. You also had Alien Isolation or no Dead Space, which kind of had a cultish like feel to it as well. I mean, you have a lot of these games that do the cultish route. Because it's, it's it's an easy way of writing a bad person in general. It's not hard to do it, but that's that's what we got. Could it be a good game? Maybe. It's Ubisoft, so we really don't know because they, they make great trailers and then they just completely crap out on their game. Look at Ghost Recon Wildlands. Great co-op, terrible by yourself. Awful by yourself. Never play it by yourself. I will say this, it will support two-player co-op across the full campaign, so if you want to play with your buddy, you can as well. Um, Am I probably going to be reviewing this? Yes, when it comes out in February of 2018. So so it's a long ways off. Quite a long ways off. I'm not even thinking about that. My next thing I'm thinking about is uh, Shadows of Mordor. Shadows of Mordor? The new Lord of the Rings one. I don't know if I'm saying that one right, but that one. All right, moving on to Overwatch. Yes, Overwatch announced their anniversary um, skins, dance moves, emotes, all of that stuff. They announced them. There's a whole bunch of them. And people were losing their minds over the dance moves, which I always find funny because I'm like, yes, they basically allowed the characters to dance. Woo! Let's get excited for it. I'm always of the mind that I care more about how good the game plays than I care about skins. Do I get kind of caught up in skins? Every once in a while I will. The anniversary ones, not so much. They're not really that good, to be honest with you. That's my personal opinion about that. Some people actually like them. Um, but every time I see this, it, it it doesn't really try to make me want to play this more. I kind of go through my ebbs and flows of playing games where I'm like, ooh, I really want to play a game. And then I actually might take months not playing stuff because I'm just kind of tired. 
don't really want to play anymore. I got other things to do. I gotta read books. I like Renee Descartes. I gotta read his stuff. My mind has got to be uh, challenged, or if it's not, it's not a good thing. Uh, but I think it's actually cool. The problem is that people are actually complaining about the loot drops. Complaints and Jeff Kaplan, the head guy for Overwatch, has said, We've heard you and we will be working and doing dialogue with you guys to rectify this. So things could be changing in Overwatch if you are unhappy about it. Am I? Nah, not really. Because I, I kind of just, I go, ooh, Overwatch, I love Overwatch. Played for a while, I'm like, I'm kind of done. I haven't spent any money on it because I don't want to. But it is what it is. Um, will I play it again? I'll probably play it eventually again. Uh, but it is an addictive game, I'll give you that. It's very addictive. Once you play it for a couple times, you want to play it more and more and more. And then when you stop playing it, you're like, eh, I don't really want to play it anymore. That's, that's kind of how I see it. Uh, but I still think it's a enjoyable game. It is free this weekend, so I would say if you want to figure out if you want to play this game or not, you know, just turn on the free weekend, enjoy it. Now, um, that's actually all I got for you guys. Yeah, it's been actually no wait. Oh, so I've been playing a little bit of Prey. I think it's actually an interesting game. I still have my qualms about um, how it. It seems a little too similar to Dishonored. I know it's the same developer, but I kind of wanted a little bit of a difference to it. But overall, it's an interesting game in general. Um, Surge, eh, it's alright. I don't really find it that great or that bad. Strife is actually pretty good. Um, kind of fun, old school style of gaming where if you die, you die, you gotta start over again. But just hordes of people, just blood everywhere when you kill bad guys. It's just one of those fun 90s old school gaming type of thing. But those are my impressions right now. I'm sorry I haven't gotten really into reviewing them as quickly as before. Like before, I'm just kind of not really having the motivation to play games, but I still try to keep up to date with everything that's going on with it as well. Hopefully I'll get around to actually finishing them. I really need to finish them. Anyways, that is now officially the end of what I have. I got nothing for you guys. I'm closing up Gamers Cafe for this week, but I thank you guys for tuning in as always. And as always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio. I'm on all of them. Just click that. Subscribe. And if you want to give me a review and give me some feedback, I appreciate that because I need I'm always, always willing to hear uh, criticism if they're actually constructive. If they're not, then I just don't care. Uh, but beyond that, also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and I'll follow those fun updates. And uh, if you do like this podcast, please consider buying a t-shirt coffee mug at the Digital Coffee Podcast Store. All right, guys, have a good week, and we'll s- have a good Memorial Day, by the way, but also have a good rest of your week, and I will see you next Sunday for kind of my more commentary rundown of what's going on throughout the week of tech it's been a lot more hen cringy, just basically shaking my head mostly. Anyways, guys, have a good rest of your week and weekend, and I'll see you next Sunday later. <laughs>